I'm Sandy Swallow. I'm Okalala Lakota and Northern Cheyenne. I've been an artist for over 30 years and through my artwork have portrayed my heritage. Now I'm starting a brand new venture called Lakota Link and I'm here to share with you and I hope you enjoy it. Lakota Link. Greetings from the home of the Seven Council Fires, land of the 1868 Fort Laramie Treaties, bringing stories old and new of Lakota values, courage, respect, wisdom, to name a few. Walt, it's good to have you back again, and so we'll learn a little more. Last time we learned um, some stories about Grandpa Mills and things I didn't know, and so it made it interesting for me. These are some stories that, family stories that actually I think will be lost if we don't have them, you know, on on a podcast or on a tape or something and so I'm just really happy to introduce to you my cousin Walt Mills he's from Phoenix Arizona and had quite a career with the government so here here goes our visit with Walt Mills well, uh, would you like to name your brothers and sisters in uh, birth order well let's see if I can go uh, of course, there was uh, there was a Stow who who we lost uh, uh, at an early age. She was 20, 25, I think. Uh, and then Sydney and uh, Margie and and Ramona. Uh, they called her Moni. And then and then me. And then there was uh, Thelma and uh, Bill and then Norma and Chet. So. And then right right now, there's only uh, uh, Thelma and uh, Bill and Chet and I left. Okay. Okay. You, you know, the family has, um, you know, both, both on the mill side and the Adams side, uh, there's been some long, uh, longevity. You know, I think uh, uh, Grandpa Adams, I think it was, lived, lived to be 100. And uh, Grandpa Mills was 92, I think. Yes, I think you're right. I know, I know he passed in, uh, 62, 1962. And I, I don't remember him very well because we lived in Utah back then. You know, it wasn't that we come every year to visit. I mean, but I do remember coming back and visiting some, but that was such a long ways. And it was, you know, nowadays, uh, people travel a lot more, (laughs) Yeah, you know, remember back when I used to stay, stay with him. Uh, of course, the house kind of set down from a, there was a large hill up there, and uh, so you can always tell when someone you know uh, someone was coming, and uh, when the, when the gate would open up way up there, and, and car car would start driving driving down. It's probably they probably had a mile to go or so to get to the house. Uh, Grandpa would always go in there, and he would you know. Uh, make sure he's looking good, and he had a he had a, a big white hat that he used to wear all the time. So he'd, he'd put that hat on, and then uh, we hardly ever used the front front door there, which which was a living room area. 
So when that when whoever was coming drove up, he would go out that the door by the living room out on the big old porch with his big, big white hat on, and that's where he would always greet people. I remember I seen pictures of him with his hat. It was just yeah. kind of, it wasn't shaped, the The brim just stood straight out. Yeah, and, and then just just around top, there was yes. no crease or anything on top, yeah. Yes. Well, back then, you know, it, when people would come, you always offered them either a cup of coffee, wakalapi, or uh, drink cold water or something. I mean, that was just the hospitality that you you extended to people. Yeah, you know they. Uh, when I when I stayed with him, of course I was younger, but he 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 did all the cook cooking. One of the things I remember uh, when I first started staying, staying with him, I couldn't figure out why he was doing this, but he. We had like a, there was an aluminum pot that was probably about eight inches in, in diameter and maybe about six inches high. But in, the, but in the mornings, he would make a lot of pancakes and almost fill that thing up. And then we'd have breakfast and, you know, we only had a few pancakes apiece. Well, what he did was he, he would take those pancakes and he'd, he'd tear them up. And that's what he, feed, he fed to a couple of dogs, you know. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. That that's <laughs> funny because uh, our dog, which is named Shunka, which is Lakota for dog, <laughs> yeah. he just loves pancakes. So it must... yeah. In fact, uh, your dog is that is, is he black and white? Yes, uh, he's Australian yeah. Shepherd. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that see, uh, Grandpa had a dog like that. Uh, he he might have been a little bit bigger than yours, I think, but uh, and and they called him Tippy. Oh, okay. Well, I know Mother had that picture that she had gotten from the from the homestead, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's got a dog in there like that, black and white, and yeah. she she treasured that picture. She also, I I have a green and it's enameled green and white colander, and she said that belonged to her to her grandmother. Now, so that had to. You know, this has to be really old. And then a Watecha bucket that just yeah. a little um, blue with with a lid. And, yeah, a little uh, lard, lard bucket. They're kind of weird. Yeah. And uh, yeah. for people who don't know, do, do you want to explain what Watecha is? Uh, well, if I remember right, it was one where they, they would, you know, anytime you had a feast or anything like that, the, or a feed, a, a big feed, uh, they would take those, and that's what they always brought, brought home the leftovers in. Yes, and not only that, but it you know it was almost an insult to the person <laughs> cooking if you didn't take you know didn't eat it all up. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I I have a few little treasures like that, and uh, that mean a lot to me. Yeah, you know, I remember, I remember. I I don't know who who got those, but I, the Grandpa Mills in, the, in that living room area up there, of course, um, he had a uh, Victrola they called it back then, and where you could wind it and it, and it played the records. Had a big kind of a like a, a horn coming out of it, mm-hmm. and and I know he had the records, and he had some records there that were probably uh, looked like it was about a quarter inch thick, that had mu- music on them. And then he also had some that were a, a cylinder type thing, 
that went on a cylinder and you you'd put the needle there and it'd play. Do you remember any of the songs? No, I don't. Uh, uh, usually we kind of had to have permission to play that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, so, and then I remember you saying that, that he had a red blanket. Yeah, and then he had the, uh, well... What, what, what I remember most was, was a Navajo rug, kind of. It was a red, I think it was a, a lot of red and black and a little bit of gray in it. A big Navajo rug that uh, was over the uh, the big couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, in uh, in his bedroom there, they had he had a, a, a big closet there. And uh, one thing my grandpa did is, of course, that's where he kept a you know shotgun and a rifle and a pistol he had. But he always, uh, usually he would, in the nights, at, at night, and, and maybe in, in the morning sometimes, he would get up and, and he always had a, uh, his whiskey up there. And he would, he would always have pour him, have a shot, and put it back up there. And it's something he did every day, you know. <laughs> I, I know he, uh, Walt and I shared this, you know, I was, like I say, a lot younger, but... When we'd come back, I thought that he would give himself a little little glass of wine. And Walt told me it was probably whiskey, but I remember that. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Grandpa had a lot, a lot of uh, connections and a lot, of, a lot of respect in that area down there. You know, uh, Sid, Sid was telling me a story that uh, uh, they went to Gordon. And uh, Michael Chester and Sid, they were both back from the uh, the war at that time. Sid went in a, uh, a bar there and tried to purchase something, and, and the guy said, uh, uh, you know, he said, I can't sell it to you, but he said, uh, uh, I guess he recognized, or uh, Sid, uh, recognized Sid was the Mills. So he said, uh, are, are you related to Ben Mills? And uh, Sid said, yeah. He said, was was he with you? And Sid said, yeah, he's he's out doing, doing, doing the shopping. He said, I'll tell you what, he said, why don't you have Ben Mills come in and uh, and we'll see what we can do. So I guess uh, uh, Chet and Sid got got Grandpa and told, told him about it. So he, he didn't like it, you know, with those guys drink, drinking beer anywhere. And so he uh, he got some money and he went in the liquor store there and then he came back out and they said, well, where's, where's the booze? And he, he said, well, drive around here and and, and go down this alley. So I guess they drove around the back there, and all their booze, booze they went was all sitting out in the back there. So they just picked it up and drove off. And I, so I guess that's that's kind of the way Grandpa got his booze at the at the liquor store in Gordon years ago. Oh, okay, yeah, because back back then it was against the law to sell to Indians. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they, uh, there was a lot of things back then that were different, and and um, but <laughs> yeah, that's a good story. Go go ahead. Can you think of oh, anything else? No, I was going to say you you know you you mentioned just a uh, uh, going going back to Fort Laramie. You know, kind of jumping around here that uh, great great grandpa Mills, uh, the, uh, Benjamin Bunkner Bunkner Mills, but but they call him BB Mills. You know he. Uh, uh, we're not so sure where he came from. Uh, I think 
probably still need to do some research on that. There's several places that people think he came came from, and uh, you know, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, uh, Michigan, and, uh, Michigan, and somebody might he, he might have came from England, but um, he was kind of like a frontiers man, and he, uh, uh, of course, uh, he and another gentleman kind of started a. Uh, a little bit of a trading post there in Fort, Fort Laramie. And uh, he was also one of the first to bring cattle into Wyoming, that uh, that part of Wyoming. But uh, the Sioux, the Red Cloud, really liked him. And uh, they were getting ready to appoint a new superintendent or Indian agent at, at, uh, at the Red Cloud Agency. And uh, Red Cloud wanted him to be the Indian agent. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, it's my understanding that uh, back back then they had some kind of a uh, two or three board commission, I guess, of uh, some people that were heavily involved in politics. And uh, one of them was uh, strictly against BB uh, Mills being. Uh, Name, name the Indian agent. The main reason was was he was uh, he was friendly with the Sioux and uh, a lot of the other tribes, and uh, he didn't live in the fort, but he lived outside the fort with his wives. Uh, he married a, uh, a Sioux lady by name of uh, Sally Nofat, and so since he was married to an Indian and uh, friendly with him. That that one gentleman was a, uh, against appointing him as the Indian agent, although Red Cloud kept, kept insisting on it, but 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 uh, he didn't get it, and I think it was probably a year or so after that he passed away at uh, uh, an early day, early age. You know, reading a little bit about history, and even back then, it, politics was involved, and at that time. People that became Indian agents or superintendents of the reservations, they became very wealthy people within a few years and oh. often retired wealthy. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, and mainly because things were not uh, given to the Indians the way they should have been. Now, I'm not saying every single one, you know, but it's a well-known fact that uh, that caused hardship on a lot of the tribal members that were put on reservations back then. No, they didn't um, think that that B.B. Mills would cooperate like that. They felt that he was too closely related to the Indians, which right. he was, <laughs> which yeah. he was. And, yeah, you know, lo- looking back on on those, uh, uh, some, some of the Fort Laramie and the, the names back there and everything, it's. Uh, I was really surprised. I guess after I started looking at it, is is where a lot of the names came from. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, uh, you know, uh, traders and people back there. There was a twist, and there was a Bisnet. There was gardeners. There was Janices. You know, Jeez. and it, it just seemed funny that uh, how how those names came about. And of course, the Millses. You know. Sure. And, uh, uh, this. 
He's a very well-known person here in South Dakota. His name was James Applin, and he's a historian and also, uh, you know, people would take their items to him because he would know the value of them. What, what's mm-hmm. the name of that word I'm trying to think of? Appraiser. He was yeah. an appraiser. Well, I'm friends with his daughter, and I think she's going to be on Lakota Link a little later. But he wrote a paper about the interpreters of Fort Laramie, and um, he mentioned those names. And in order to be an interpreter, they, they had to be trusted by both the white population and the Indian population. I'm not sure if B.B. Mills necessarily was considered a, a definite interpreter, but he was trusted both by the white population and the native population and thought highly and respected of of both groups because he was right there in the pictures, you know. He he helped yeah. help uh frame that which uh for our listeners don't realize that the Fort Laramie treaties of eighteen sixty eight are very important because they uh put us as sovereign nations and you know that's why people find it they will uh stand up for their rights because of that treaty but well you know Walt I'm so glad you took some time with with us and to do Lakota Link and I'm really wishing you the best and uh, you know good health and I like to give a Lakota value to whoever I'm speaking to and and you as well as many other of my guests have a lot of them that I would ascribe to you but I usually only pick one. <laughs> so okay. so I'm I'm going to say the Lakota value of wisdom and that you have um raised your family in a good way, had a good marriage and worked hard, had an, a very good career and are highly respected in the Native community. And, and thank you for coming on Lakota Link. Oh, well, I enjoyed it. Thank, thank you for having me. And all, all relatives out there, say hello to them. Well, I hope you enjoyed our segment. You know, I, I enjoy visiting with the people and if you did, go to sandyswallowgallery.com where you can find my artwork and find some history and some background. Please subscribe to it or if you have some comments, we would love to hear your opinion. This is a new adventure for us and I value your opinion. This song is written and sung by my good friend, Quincy Goodstar. Lakota Link is here to share Lakota values. God bless you on your journey. Wopila, thank you for joining us. Take